Hello and welcome. It's time for the Star Car Face-Off. This is our bonus episode that we love to do, and it involves um, some pretty cool cars from fiction and movies and TV shows. And this time we've got a pair of cars from, actually a, a car and an SUV, from some sci-fi TV shows. Ben, why don't you lay them out for me and we can get to talking about these cool cars. So these are some uh, cars you might not have really thought about uh, in terms of being star cars, but they played... Um, very important roles in their respective TV shows. The first is the venerable Ford Taurus rental car. <laughs> most, huh? most of the time it was a rental car from the uh, X-Files, the, okay. the 90s show about ghosts and UFOs and the paranormal. It was uh, the most common ride that you would see Mulder and Scully driving around. And they also drove around Buick Centuries and occasional other rental car fare. But the Taurus was the old reliable. And th- this week... We are putting it up against something else that's pretty plain, but also maybe a little bit cooler. The 1980 Chevy K5 Blazer from Stranger Things, which is a modern take on the supernatural tales of sci-fi alternate dimension fun that uh, was was came on Netflix, I guess, two or three years ago now. It's in its second season, but we're just going to focus on the first season with the, the Blazer. So, Sammy, let's, let's throw this down now. We've got a Taurus, which was a sales juggernaut for Ford, but... <laughs> In rental car form was definitely one of the most boring vehicles ever to grace the streets up against the, up against the Blazer. Why did we do this? The Taurus is a boring, a boring car with uh, like completely anonymous on the road. Okay. And I guess that's exactly what is necessary for a a government conspiracy, you know, show, right? I guess so. I mean, also, it's a rental car, so it's not like the conspiracy wasn't you're going to get the worst car at the rental counter. (laughs) um, Let's look at the specs, though. Let's start out with the specs. Uh, uh, Mulder and Scully were always – we're going to look at the the, uh, second-generation Taurus, which was like Mm -hmm. from 91 to 95. That's pretty much what they drove the most. And um, you could get a pair of underwhelming V6s in in that vehicle. You could get a Taurus SHO. Which they yeah. never drove. <laughs> so, How would you know, right? I guess actually the, the, the SHO is is quite distinct with this, yeah. It says uh, SHO on the bumper. It's hard. To, oh, right. It's hard to miss it. But you but, don't think the government would have some special spec version of it? No, and I'm going to stress again, Sammy, that it's these are not these are rental cars, not government. I don't know how what many times I'm going to have to say that in this episode. What makes you think that? Is that why they never go on in, like, badass, like, uh, because car they're, chases? They're because always... it's like, we denied the insurance on this. We gotta make sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because they always fly somewhere and then drive out to where the spooky stuff's happening. They don't, they don't drive from D.C. to, like, Oregon. Like, it's not, you know, I mean, I know you've never been an FBI agent. I, I was only an FBI agent for a couple of years, so I'm a little more familiar with it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much standard operating procedure. I couldn't make it through the mental evaluation. Or the firearms training. I mean, you kept pulling the, <laughs> pointing the gun at everybody and just screaming and crying. <laughs> I, did, I did that exactly. I still do that, to be honest. So the base, the base Taurus has 140 horsepower. Not um, enough to go hunting for a ghost and aliens, right? And I don't know how much horsepower the 3.8 liter had. I think it might have had less, <laughs> even though it was larger. <laughs> Uh, but it's 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 pretty basic. Um, but you know we're gonna look at the, the the 350 that came in the K5 Blazer. We're gonna assume it's a 350 because you could get like a straight six in that truck if you wanted to. But this is a police package vehicle, so I'm gonna I'm gonna think that uh, the town in Stranger Things they sprung at least for the the 5.7 for a V8 car, and uh, I think it was right around 200 horsepower. Sammy, is that right? That sounds about right, but. 
aren't 19 are, are horsepowers from the 1980 different horsepowers than yeah <laughs> are they different than the horsepowers from the 1990 actually you know what i'm looking at the numbers now and um the well they're different in terms of yeah their sae rating is different <laughs> that's irrelevant for this conversation <laughs> From 81 to 86, the 350 had 160 horsepower. Oh, that's so poor. But, but from 73 to 86, it also had 175 horsepower. <laughs> so I think that might be uh, depending on whether it had a two-barrel or a four-barrel carburetor. So okay. let's say – let's split the difference and say it had 170 horsepower. So it's got okay. a 30-horsepower advantage on the, the Taurus, but it has right. like a 1,000-pound weight disadvantage. <laughs> and aerodynamics. You forgot how aerodynamic Aero- the Taurus was. That's true. Uh, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in favor of the truck, the K5 Blazer, it's got four-wheel drive and it's a convertible. All right. You can pop that top off. Wait, what? Yeah, that's what the K5 name meant. But not in the movie. I mean, the show. He didn't do that at all in the show. No, he didn't because he was a serious man doing cop work. No, it didn't have a drop top in the show, did it? No, that any blazer from that era up until the 90s, you could remove the top. It's, it's fiberglass. It comes off. Broncos are the same. Ram Chargers are the same. You just pop it off. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did I just blow so, your mind? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about... A police package convertible, and if those things exist or not. Well, they do now. Stranger things. Here it is. Stranger, it is a strange thing. Um, okay, which one of these is best uh, equipped for um, hunting down the paranormal? Well, that's that's. It depends. I mean, is the paranormal in the woods? Because <laughs> it kind of was in Stranger Things. Yeah. But they never really went off-roading with the truck. No. So I don't know if they used it to its full capacity. Okay, so... But, but you want to be, it is, it's a pretty rugged vehicle. I mean, that's the thing you want. And people will get out of the way when you're in, in hot pursuit of, I guess, I don't know, uh, aliens and, and monsters. Right? What if the, but if the paranormal is right near the rental counter, <laughs> yeah. then advantage Taurus. <laughs> or if you need to escape from the paranormal, which I think is the more, I mean, and, and blend in with the gentler crowd on the highway on the streets. That's where the Taurus really shines, right? I guess and so. If you want to save gas. Yeah, that's true. I Does mean that ever could, occur in you can outrun the paranormal for longer yeah. <laughs> in the Taurus, unless there's like an off road obstacle in your way. And then you're you're in trouble. Yeah. Well you know, so what about importance to the show? Like we we saw the Taurus a lot in X Files. I mean, they were almost yeah. always driving a Taurus, like all the or time. Steak, or they're doing like stakeouts. Yeah, hanging out in a Taurus, or like the UFOs hovering above the Taurus and hitting them with a bright light and stuff. But in Stranger Things, it kind of felt like the truck was more the personality of the sheriff than it was uh, necessary for the show. Like, I don't think the truck ever did anything that you know it it it, it only it could do to advance the plot. Right. I mean, did you ever see Stranger Things? Am I the only one who's seen it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Everyone saw it. It was a very popular show. Both seasons, too. All and right. then the third one coming, like, uh, July this year. I'm not interested in the future, Sammy. I'm interested in the past, specifically okay. the first season and the vehicle that we're talking about. All right. Now, so which do you I think, think is more important? Well, I think they spent way more time in the Taurus uh, in the X-Files. Of course, though, there's so many more episodes of X-Files. Is that even comparable? I think so. I mean, I don't think we should penalize it just because, you know, there were probably conservatively six times as many episodes. <laughs> um, I think it's uh, I think it's better. Are you OK? I'm fine. OK. <laughs> is, is, is the truth out there? Don't worry about it. 
Okay. Um, I think that the X-Files Taurus is, is more important. We saw it on screen more often. The, the, the characters were interacting with it more often. And therefore, it had a better it it had a life of its own, kind of on the show. It definitely had a better agent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but there is actually kind of something really weird. Didn't you did you ever notice this about the the X Files movie? Is that there were no Tauruses and there were Oldsmobiles instead? Yeah. So uh, I don't know why you're bringing this up now. <laughs> but, why? But yeah. So uh, Olds, uh, Oldsmobile which is a company we've always associated with spooky paranormal activity, decided it would be great to um, team up with the X-Files for the movie as, like, a promotional thing. And they created this whole, like... They've got good agents, man. Yeah, they had agents for agents, right? And uh, they, they, they gave them an intrigue, which was, I believe, at that time was what... Uh, was the Aurora or the intrigue the one with the V8? Uh, Aurora, I think. Okay, so this is like a... It's a sleeker, sexier-looking car than the Taurus. It's not something you would rent, really, I don't think. No. Um, but uh, they, they had all sorts of, like, media appearances with the car. They had a whole... They had a whole campaign where you could go on tour to alternative, quote-unquote, venues, like decommissioned military bases and airplane hangars in the United States, and they would do events, like, related to the Oldsmobile Intrigue. And, what? yeah... <laughs> And there were TV commercials where spooky stuff would happen while the intrigue was on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a real effort, and you know what? I think it had zero impact on intrigue sales. Like <laughs> I don't I don't really I never met anyone who was like, yeah, I'm a big X Files fan. That's why I own three intrigues. Like no one. Okay. And they also had a website. It was uh, intriguecar.com. And if you go to it now, it's entirely in Chinese, <laughs> with a pink background. And I don't know what it says, and I'm scared to click on any of the links. Um, I want to talk to you about the... Oh, intriguecar forward slash dog.html is one of the links, and there's no pictures, so I don't know what's going on. I think I just got a virus. (laughs) Is that what that noise was earlier? Yeah. Okay, I want to talk to you about the the X-Files. The X-Files is a a pretty spooky show, and watching it can can give some people... um, a bit of a, a a bit of I don't know how to call it like shell shock. And for example, my my fiance she doesn't like the show at all. In fact, the the opening scene, the opening musical score gives her the gives her the the creeps, and she just doesn't want to watch the show. Now, if they put this Oldsmobile around this creepy situation all the time, <laughs> maybe that's what caused the sales to be so. Is poor. that are you saying that this tie in with the X Files is what killed the brand? Maybe. <laughs> I am. I'm suggesting it. Yes, it certainly didn't save it. So <laughs> that's I, true. You know. You know what's funny about the theme song? It is very spooky, and it was written by a man named Mark Snow. And I was listening to an interview with him one time, and, and he was he, doing it in the back of a tortoise. No, he was saying he was saying that they asked him if there were lyrics to this to the uh, the song because you know the, the original Star Trek theme has lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. From the '60s. They just, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm they just didn't use now. them in the show. But uh, Mark Snow's like, yeah, he's like, it definitely has lyrics, and, and they're like, what are they? And he's like. The X-Files is a show with music by Mark Snow. So that those are the lyrics to the X-Files, uh, X-Files theme song. I could listen to that in a car. What car would be better to listen to the theme song in? Well, I have actually... Uh, oh, you don't want to answer this question. No, okay, I'm going to move on. But I <laughs> was thinking, could the cars switch places, Sammy? If you were to put the K5 Blazer and give it to Mulder and Scully, would they have been able to track down the government conspiracy that they eventually never really quite solved and got really kind of murky? Oh, man, that last season was so bad. It's garbage. It's garbage. Don't watch past 
the sixth season. There's no I need. I think that's a good call. <laughs> I think, to be honest, I think if they had a K5 Blazer, things would go much better for them. I mean, think about all the stakeouts they'd have. If they had all the space that's available in a Blazer, as opposed to some dingy, probably poorly maintained rental tourists, they'd probably get their job done. And they'd be able to be awake and notice that there are no aliens. Right, Ben? Wow. Um, that's a bold statement. I think that you're probably right because, you know, Mulder didn't have a bed in his apartment. Yeah. And, and he could sleep in the blazer. I mean, it's exactly. perfect. It's harder to sleep in a Taurus. I mean, it's not impossible, but uh, I think that the blazer would be a better choice. But in Stranger but, Things, um, the, the Taurus didn't really exist. <laughs> yeah, if they showed up in a, with a 1990, I don't know, one or two Taurus... Things would be really strange, Because right? I think that the, the original Taurus came out in 86, right? That was the the first one. So I don't remember the exact year for Stranger Things, but I think it was, like, maybe around 85, 86. Yeah. But I would be surprised if it was later than that. So I think the question would be, if they had that car on that show, how did this podunk town get such a budget where they were able to buy this, like, brand new Taurus? Exactly. So what you're saying is it wouldn't work. It just couldn't – it couldn't be done. That's what, I'm what I'm saying is the I'm... show would be more focused on corruption. <laughs> yes, and not sci-fi dealings with the uh, upside down. No. So so if you had to pick a winner, Sammy, um, which would it be? I mean uh, – Easily the K5 Blazer. Wow. Wait, wait. Yes. I mean like I said, <laughs> if, if – if everybody, if everybody in all of these, I mean, the K Five Blazer was it was a better vehicle, but it just didn't get the showtime or the performance that it deserved in these shows. So what I'm trying to like, it's a very tough balancing act to 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 make. It had more power, it was more capable. It's a cooler looking truck. Um, Chief Hopper doesn't really take advantage of any of these elements of the car of the truck. Um, so that's a, a pretty significant mark against it. And I think if it was in the X-Files, it would be better. The show would be better. Does that make sense? I I think you're right. I think that um, you could put that blazer in almost any show and improve it. Yeah, Um, 100%. But the Taurus doesn't necessarily raise the bar for – I mean if you put the Taurus in Knight Rider, people would probably not have watched. (laughs) But the Taurus was reliable. It was always there for them uh, with the exception of the movie when it was an Oldsmobile. That's true. (laughs) You know what? And that's kind of not cool because the X-Files – didn't return that loyalty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but shout out to uh, – there's a couple of other weird facts. Uh, Mulder used a gun called the Taurus PT-92 as his uh, weapon in a number of episodes. Um, actually, only in, in, in the first season, but a few different episodes in the first season. So that's a little bit of synergy, uh, cross-brand synergy. He used it in six episodes. Um, but there's a few other vehicles that were that they drove. They, As we mentioned before – they drove a a Buick Century, um, a Mercury Sable, which is the rental car equivalent of twinning, and the uh, Oldsmobile. Cutlass. Why would they? Why would they even? How would anyone point that out? Oh, that's a Mercury instead of a tour. They're the same car, <laughs> but it has a different. Remember, the Mercury had that front grille that was like a light, and it lit up in the front. Oh, right, that weird Cyclops look. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So they also and that's drove totally perfect for the X Files. And they, they had an Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra that they would drive from time to time as well um, as time went on. Uh, they There were a few more Crown Victorias too. I think like later on, like when they were driving actual government-issued stuff, that would be the, uh, oh, the yeah. Crown Victoria stuff. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much what you'd expect from a show about government agents who, you know, don't own a personal car of their own. Or if they do, we'd never find out what it was. <laughs> that makes sense. 
I love doing these Dark Car Face-Offs. They're so much fun. If you enjoyed that, be sure to subscribe to the Unnamed Automotive Podcast, where you can listen to our regular uh, weekly podcast about, well, production cars and not fake ones. Except for that time you did uh, those... The, the the Ultima with tracks that was last that was the last episode. I mean that's, that's not totally a not a fake car. I actually drove it. It does exist, but it's not like we can buy it. I guess not. Anyways, go to our website unnamedautomotivepodcast.com. dot um, Hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast client you like to use, and be sure to check out all of the photos and the links to the cars that we've been uh, testing out because we would appreciate it if you checked out our content. In all of the various forms, all over the internet. Right, Ben? And, yeah, and if you want to get a hold of us, um, you can do that on social media. You can get a hold of Sammy on Twitter at Sammy underscore ha, like you're laughing. You can suggest to him future star cars you would like us to compare or mm-hmm. not compare or star cars that you think are too precious to ever be compared to anything else. Uh, you can also get me on Instagram at HuntingBenjamin or you can email me Benjamin at BenjaminHunting.com. Um, and that's it, right? That's all we usually do. That's how we usually sign off each episode. That's and, it. And, yeah, and uh, so tune in for next week. We'll have a regularly scheduled, normal, non-bonus episode for you. And thank you for listening. Bye.